Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I am Brad, here with Doug. Hey. I am very excited, because uh, I just finished up Axiom Verge 2, mm-hmm. which uh, released during the, well not during, but was yeah. announced to be releasing that day during the Indie World uh, last week Wednesday. So I sat there refreshing the store page for like three hours. <laughs> thinking that's a stupid thing to show up because I, I, I every, better do. Yeah. Every time they say it's like, it's available now. It's like, it's available probably tomorrow morning. It's usually it's available sometime goes. in the next two to 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's never it's never quite now. It's, but yeah. it's never now. But anyway, so I bought it right away. Um, the first Axiom Verge came out, I think, 2015, somewhere around there. Um, mm-hmm. Would have been right in the middle of the Vita's life because I played it on the Vita. Oh, nice. But these game, or that game was very clearly updated metroid this game is very much its own unique thing and it is incredible what it's so good it's so good (laughs) i just assume this Um, is going to be like another metroidvania to throw on the pile so okay so let's start here so let's start with this the game you could probably play this like without using combat at all from beginning to end kill no enemies every boss with the exception of two is yeah. completely avoidable. You can just run past them. Oh, weird. You can run past them, or some of them are kind of hard, like they'll kill you if you try and run past them, but there's like always a path around them. So you can avoid you, every boss. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I, so that's interesting. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing with this game, and that's what makes this so cool, is that there's three or four things that this game does that mix up the Metroidvania formula enough to make it feel really, really fresh. Mm-hmm. One of them is that there are two bosses, and I won't get too much into them, that you have to kill, that you have to fight. However, the way the fights are set up, you're basically um, invincible, so you can't die. Mm-hmm. So the two the two bosses that it makes you fight, you can't die. Okay, interesting. The other ones, you can just run around. So again, combat's completely avoidable. It's, it's good combat. It's very melee focused you have essentially um you start with an ice axe you can upgrade to like an axe and things like that as you go as you Mm -hmm. find them around the map and a boomerang those are basically your weapons but your main one is the axe so most of my combat you're doing with the axe so you're getting real close to things which isn't normal in a metroidvania normally you're a little bit further away even a castlevania where you've got a whip you're you're still you know a good few spaces away from some of these this you got to get real up close with them so again it's fun it's weird Mm mm-hmm the other thing that makes this really unique is this game actually has two maps. So the Axiom Verge story deals a lot with like different worlds kind of coming together in this mm-hmm. weird like in-between area of Earth, these other areas that are maybe created by gods, maybe created by other people. You kind of really, the story is heavy <laughs> in the fact that like, there, there's so much stuff going on here. Once you get past the terms like Earth and Antarctica, it's all just like the la 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 and yeah, yeah. the Isabella with six S's, three apostrophes, all in one name. Really, like, I don't even know how to say that. So I'm not even going to get into names too much because I couldn't say any of the stuff I don't think. Is that stuff fun? Because sometimes when I hear that stuff, my eyes just kind of glaze over at some point. But is it, you know? It's, it's like 75-25. Okay, sure. <laughs> the, the stuff that you can really follow, because most of the story, as you go through, you interact with the character who gets to Antarctica before you is the one who kind of starts up this Antarctica base, and she's the one who basically just discovers and creates this portal to another area. So she ends mm-hmm. up getting kind of trapped somewhere. So you talk to her through old computers. Oh, that cool. stuff works really, really well. 
some of the other and then even like some of like the main interactions work well where it gets like way like oh my gosh what is all this is you pick up notes as you go along yeah and those notes like half of them it's like the these people interacted with the these people and i'm just like okay so what i'm getting is this still bad got it i don't know the other three quarters but i got the this still bad again it works the basic story is essentially that you go down here to find your daughter who's disappeared you find this weird portal your body ends up becoming incorporated with these nano machines and mixing mm. with it. And these nano machines are maybe created by these ancient gods. Maybe they're these like world destroyer things. You kind of have to figure that out as you go. There's a lot of cool story stuff that happens. Again, 25% of it is just way over my head. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but getting back to my point about cool things, the game has two maps. So you've got yeah. the overworld and what's called the breach. So you have this little drone thing that because your character's made of nano machines, you can turn into. And it's oh, like cool. just this sure. little like crawly thing that jumps. And in the breach, you have to play as that drone. Mm-hmm. But the maps are layered on top of each other. So if you're in like square 1028, yeah. that corresponds with square 1028 in the breach. Oh, so like okay. you oh, jump back and forth. So by the time you get maybe somewhere between 15 and 75%, two thirds through, you get the ability to kind of jump back and forth a little bit more freely because originally yeah. it's just you find like a portal, you go into the breach, you find the exit portal, and you end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But because these maps layer onto each other, it eventually gets to the point where you can go into the breach and jump out in just some random spot in the map of the overworld where you couldn't get to before. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is neat. So like you kind of like you can trace it and you're like, okay, I'm yeah. in 21, 24 in the breach. Ooh, I haven't been in 2124 in the overworld. I'm just going to pop out really quick. Oh, cool. Here's this area I never saw before, just randomly in the middle of the map. So is that is that kind of like your primary sort of exploration? Because I think when I'm thinking like Metrovania, it's like usually you end up getting like a bunch of a bunch of stuff that essentially act as like unlocking like keys to unlock areas. Like like a double jump is really just a way to get to a yeah. new area kind of thing. Is it is this kind of like that one primary exploration mechanic that like that that does, or does it also have that additional? It has all traditional that stuff. Re- yeah. It has all that stuff. You kind of get both because you get some for your main character and for your drone. So your main character kind of gets your normal like, oh, you can now climb walls. Oh, you can now do this. But because the game plays with you basically being a part of combined with these nano machines, it has some cool ones like ones where you just turn into a pile of nano machines to get through grates. Ones where you get like you turn into your drone and that kind of works as like your morph ball in Metroid your drone gets like a grappling hook, all that kind of stuff. So you still get that stuff. This breach overworld thing kind of comes, mm-hmm. like I said, like two thirds of the way through is where that really gets in to kind of hit you like, whoa, okay, I can now go back anywhere into this world mm-hmm. and jump back and forth between these two to do some cool exploration. That is really cool. That's cool. Cause I feel like a lot of Metroidvania games, when they do the, the backtracking, it can be like kind of just like you're going through the same areas, but does it, does it make the backtracking then like feel a little bit more unique and different as you're, as you're kind of running around new places? So this one, I didn't feel like I had to backtrack that much. Oh, that's... Nice. Which was actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, Again, yeah. <laughs> that's like part of the reason why I liked it. There were definitely some where you had to. Eventually, you unlock fast travel, too, so that kind of takes away mm-hmm. a lot of that. But most of the backtracking I found was like, okay, ooh, I think I remember this here. Jump to a save point, go like two rooms, there I am there. Oh, it never so felt like nicer. I had to like retrace half the map to get back somewhere which is awesome the, the exploration yeah. of this is great like i constantly felt like there's somewhere i could go mm-hmm. even if it was like the wrong way sure yeah okay. you know what i mean like it's like mm-hmm. okay i'm kind of stuck oh well i i know i haven't been through this breach port i'll go over there and see where that leads me and then oh look at that and ended up where i was supposed to be anyway so mm-hmm. 
it does a great job of just having that exploration be just perfect. It mm-hmm. always feels good. I there was like one part towards the end where I couldn't quite figure out where to go, and I just kind of ended up messing around for like forty five minutes until I yeah, kind of stumbled sure. into it. But ninety five percent of the game, you always kind of had that good idea of where to go, and even if you didn't, it was like very clear. Like, well, there's a cool opening on my map there. Let me go double check that. Oh, now I can get through there. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Game also has good upgrade pacing. I feel like my other issue with some Metroidvanias is it's either like the shorter ones. It's like every half hour, not even half hour, every like 15 minutes, you're getting a new upgrade. Oh, sure. You get a new upgrade. Or you get the ones where it's like, oh, you got 90% of your upgrades in the first half of the game. Now Mm -hmm. play the back half of the game with all of them. This felt like they were paced out perfectly. Where it was just the point where it's like, okay, I feel like I mastered how to use the grappling hook. Okay, well, here's this new one. Okay, I feel like I mastered. Oh, well, just stumbled into another one. And even with mm. that, like you get upgrades to your weapons too that are separate from exploration. So even when you're going through, it's like, oh, I've got a new exploration one. Oh, but I got a new boomerang. Oh, I got a new axe. And you get oh, those kind of things cool. as you go. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. like three or four things you're upgrading. It has a skill tree too that you can kind of upgrade to make your damage and your skills go a little bit higher too. So you're constantly picking things up, which I feel like in most Metroidvania is just, you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, does that get a note? I mean, do you like that kind of like constant upgrade? Do you like that constant upgrading as opposed to where it's like these like set points of like getting new stuff? It's it's not even constant. It's nice because there's so many different things to upgrade mm-hmm. that like I might not have gotten an upgrade for my drone in an hour, but I got a new axe. I oh, got a I see what you're saying. I see skills. what you're saying. Yes, my drone's yeah, yeah. still doing the same thing it's been doing for an hour, but now my character's playing different. And then, okay, my gotcha. character's playing the same for the next hour. But my drone got these two new upgrades. Or oh, oh, it's cool. been 45 yeah, yeah. minutes, but oh, I got a cool new axe. Now I'm doing more melee damage. So mm-hmm. the upgrades just, it's paced out so well. I, I absolutely love this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> There's, it's one of those things where like, I was thinking about it as playing it. It's, it's the first game I've played in a while where it was like, I constantly felt like, oh, I just want to go back and play more of this. I need to go play more of this. I need to go. And of course, it was like a mm-hmm. super busy week. So it's like, oh, I'll play like 20 minutes. Oh, no, I want to get back and play more of this. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely if you're interested in metroidvanias it is does so many cool things with it Mm -hmm. you need to try it like it does so many so many good things with the maps the pacing the exploration it just it always feels good it looks incredible too the look the music everything like just the tone the feeling of it is so good Mm -hmm. i love this game and then coming off because you played axiom verge one like coming to this one is just like just clearly an upgrade in every way or does it feel different to the point where it could be just not even axiom verge or like i guess just a little i don't know if you can talk a little bit to that i mean the the main connections are just kind of in tone and setting and some of these things call Mm -hmm. back to other things it's very very different i even i downloaded axiom verge the first one um just because like oh man it's been six years like was this the same and i played maybe the first half hour of it and it was like oh these are not the same game because that one that's literally like, sure. here's your gun. Start shooting shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like the beginning. And this one, it's like the first I had to go back because there's some weird character changes and stuff to get footage for this. And I went back to the first one. It's like, I played like the first 15 minutes. I didn't even kill anything. Like I was just like wandering oh, okay, through trying sure. to find stuff. So yeah. I think the first one, the first one very much feels like old school. Like let's make a new version of like Super Metroid. Yeah. Those old games like this, whereas this is going, okay, you know what? I feel like I kind of have some space now to do something unique and it feels very unique. Um, mm-hmm. There are some cool throwbacks here and there that I don't really want to point out just because there is one where there is one where it's like, oh shit, 
that's the, 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 and I was like, okay, like I haven't played this game in six years, but that thing stuck out to me. It's like, oh, okay, that's okay. There's a connection here. So mm-hmm. there is some really cool stuff with that, but I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah. It's kind of like peppered throughout, but okay. I, I was just curious. Cause it seemed like, it seemed like just such a different game. Just like looking at just visually, it, I, just like, it is. visually it just looks like a very different game. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. So even, even if you didn't like the first Axiom Verge, I think there's enough different here where you could jump into this and go, I hated that first one. Yeah. But this one's really cool with some of the things that it does different. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. Bye.